episode of War Talking Drums is brought to you by Los Cabos Drumsticks, Canada's number one drumstick manufacturer. With 22 models to choose from, you can get the right size, weight, and feel for your playing. Los Cabos Drumsticks. Hey, everybody. Happy... What's today? What is today? Sunday? Well, I guess it'll be, be Monday. It's going to be Monday when this comes out, so happy start to your week. <laughs> Yeah, or I guess depending on when you're listening to it, happy insert day here. Yeah, happy day to yeah. you. <laughs> We're doing great so far. It's a great intro. <laughs> yeah, I love it. All right, so yeah. Derek, what have you been up to? How you been? Um, uh, I know last two episodes we've had guests on, but today we're going just the two of us, and we're gonna bring we're gonna it talk back. about some drums. We're That's going right. classic. We're talking drums. Yeah, that's right, man. It's been a while since me and you have actually sat down and just had a good good old chat, and we got some cool stuff to talk about today. I know. It's all drum-related, which is probably not going to be a shock to anybody. No, no, never. But, <laughs> but yeah, man, I've, I've been doing pretty good. Um, a lot of sitting. I'm on reading week. Um, actually, today's the last day of reading week from school, so it was a nice break to not have to actually do anything. Uh, how have you been? I've been good. Um, work has uh, kind of been a little busier, but I'm doing about four days a week, um, which is kind of nice. Had a little yeah. bit more time to uh, sit down at the kit. And actually, I ran into some, uh, what was it, uh, yesterday I was playing, and like, this was not feeling it at all. And uh, it, it was funny because we just did that episode with Sam talking about uh, how to get into your practice and everything like that. And then the past week even, like, I've just, like, you know, I sit down and nothing's grooving. I feel like I'm not, like, getting any better. And, like, it was just it was just tough. Uh, but then I sat down today and I was... I actually felt really, really good. Uh, I've been been working on strengthening my hands and, and getting that faster and everything, and I feel like today finally things started clicking a little better for me. So yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. So just yeah. so everyone knows, we all have shitty days and shitty weeks <laughs> behind the drums, and you know, but hopefully it all comes full circle for you. So um, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Sometimes you got to just like shake off the rust and. Um, I know personally, like I've barely been playing lately. I just kind of like I hop on my electric kit and just play around for like five or ten minutes. Some like every now and then. I don't have like, any practice routines going on at all right now. I might um, start working on learning a song, which I haven't done in years. So, um, although I will say that uh, my brother just sent a demo for a new song just before we started, uh, like chatting today and i listened to it and it got me kind of excited to play again so i might have to jump in my kit later today and see if i can pick at that a little bit yeah well i actually have an album i have to record by the end of the month and uh 
that's why I was starting to get a little down because I was like, oh man, like I don't know if I can pull this off. Um, but then today I was like, okay, no, I got this. Um, hopefully next week I'll, I'll change out all my heads and get the kit tuned and get ready to actually track this, lay it down. And then I got some ideas to actually lay down some stuff. Me and my brother, the guitar player from Crimson Shadows have been working on like a kind of side project. He had some songs that don't really work with Crimson and, um, we've been working on it for like three years now and just nothing's ever come to fruition and never like finished anything with just in the demo stages. Uh, but then I was going through one of the songs today and I was like, man, we should just, we should lay it down. Cause these songs are gnarly. I like it a lot. So that's pretty I'm, cool. You should call it the hoffing experience. No, we have a name. I'm not going <laughs> to announce it. We do. We have so many ideas for this project. And we got another one with Crimson's bass player. That's going to be sick. And it's about dragons in space. And it's like, dude, Ooh. yeah, we got, uh, we got tons of stuff going on, but it's just about everybody getting, uh, together which we can't really do um right now and getting these (laughs) things finished but i'm excited for this year man i got a a ton of projects and a ton of stuff in the works to record in my studio so pretty pretty stoked about that yeah that's pretty fantastic i really miss living with my drums i actually drove by my old house yesterday i just happened to be in the neighborhood and i drove by it because they sold it saying that they were going to tear it down and they they got us out of there and i was really I was pretty pissed, to be honest, but um, I drove by just to see if they actually did tear it down, and they did, so I feel slightly less bad about that now. But yeah, you know, someday I'll live with my drums again. Most of those houses get torn down, and pretty sure our neighbors here just sold their house, and they do the usual up here where you buy a house and you, you rent it out for a year, and then then you just tear it down after that and build a huge mansion and... Yeah, we're 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 gonna be stuck in between like two massive houses, and yeah, Ugh. it should be fun. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's rough. Yeah. Um, so man, we got a pretty fun one to talk about today, which is kind of weird that we haven't actually talked about. I mean, we've touched on this topic, obviously. Uh, it's hard not to when you're talking about drums. That's Would right. you like to do the honors of announcing it? Well, today we are going to discuss symbols what their function Da-da-da. is, what uh, the the prettiest ones of the bunch, your big four symbol companies, and some uh, some ones that you may have never heard of that uh, deserve mentioning. So Yeah, man. Yeah. It's like we, we were kind of just chatting before we hit record and we were saying like, we should have just recorded an episode of you and I reacting to all of these pretty symbols because it was just a lot of like, oh, look at this one. Oh, my God, it's so pretty. Oh. <laughs> so it was a lot of, uh, yeah, it was a lot of like swooning over different brands and, and types out there. I feel like it is going to be very similar to our pedal episode where I am just going to have a giant boner the whole time looking at all these beautiful symbols. <laughs> but you only, you only had one during the pedal episode? <laughs> oh, man. Dude, just looking at those pedals and everything, and now I'm getting the same feeling back. Like, every I, I haven't had to buy any new symbols in a while. At least in the last year, I don't think I've bought any new ones. Uh, not mm. because I haven't been playing, but like I I have my setup and nothing's broken. You know, I 
You know, I don't really have any more space for more symbols. Um, I did, I did pick up a 20 inch ride off, uh, our good friend Dylan Gowan. Um, but that was because I used the Sabian, I think it's the power bell ride or mega bell. Um, yeah, but, uh, it's a, 22 inch with a massive bell so anytime i'm recording softer stuff uh i wanted uh something with not not so massive of a bell and this 20 inch uh hh series sabian is beautiful i love yeah it. that's that's pretty sweet i mean getting a new ride is exciting i feel like rides and like pretty much rides are like the like the snare of your uh of the symbol world you know, like they're an expensive thing to buy, and you use them all the time, like rides and hi hats, I guess. And uh, I will it's say, a big though, deal a, lot, to... a lot of guys though they have one ride, and that's their go-to ride, and that's it. Uh, when snares, like you can never have too many snares. Like there that's are, true. like yeah, there's diversity within rides and everything. Um, obviously, like anything to do with drums, there's like such a wide variety to go from but if you have like your style that you play there's usually your go-to ride and that's it when snares like man it could like i could go through every snare i have uh you know in a week and play all of them if i wanted to yeah yeah that's true i guess the way i look at it is like you know i break my crash i break pretty much most of my symbols like my china's like you know (laughs) i'm lucky to get six months out of them Uh, i'll break my crashes and splashes and stuff like that but you know my ride I've had for fifteen years or more. Like that's my, that's my 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 sound or my ride sound has always been the same because it doesn't break because I don't like crash on it and stuff. So mm-hmm. for me it's just been I've become so familiar with that that it's just everything around like all the other symbols kind of you know there's like um it's like a revolving door they're always kind of changing and when I break a crash I might try something new but. I'm not just going to go drop 500 bucks on a new ride because I want to see how it sounds, you know? Exactly. It's a big investment. Um, mm-hmm. Now I, I probably would spend about $500 on a snare <laughs> just, just, oh, yeah. <laughs> just, to, just see. to play it <laughs> once a year, just to have it look nice there. But <laughs> when it comes to, to symbols, like I found the ones that I really enjoy that really work for me in studio live. Um, they are diverse enough for the different genres I play in. Would I like to have full sets of symbols that uh, maybe are a little darker, uh, a little drier? Absolutely. But, you know, we're, <laughs> we can't uh, afford that on, uh, on a on a small time podcast budget, you know? So, um, so <laughs> you mean, these, you meet some metal drummers making a podcast aren't rolling in money. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Anyways. <laughs> but if you want help with that, uh, give us a, a review on Apple iTunes thing or whatever. Yeah. And you know, or, yeah. or even better, just mail us an envelope full of cash. That'd oh, be yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. just some symbols or stuff. If you know, I, <laughs> yeah, I'll try true. anything, I, you know? Uh, so, so, um, why don't we, uh, take a step back to whenever we were, uh, little babies, which we do from time to time. And do you remember the first symbols that you've ever, that you ever purchased? I, I think it was the, the Sabian metal 
series. I think I bought that pack that had like the hi hat ride and two crashes. I think mm-hmm. um, that was the first, and I played on that stuff for a while. Uh, and I think I even re- ha- like replaced some of the crashes on it. So I broke one. And I was like, oh, I got to get another one because it's it's metal. I play metal, so we got to play <laughs> metal symbols. They were awful. Uh, the ride wasn't yeah, too great. bad. Uh, the, the hats were, they, they were pretty thick. They were pretty clangy, you know? So yeah, I actually uh, used to have that ride. It's funny. Cause I just, I literally just said like, Oh, I've been using the same ride for so long. But during that time I did occasionally try out other ones and they just never stuck. And so I would like go back, but I did own that ride for a little while. Um, I think I may have even used it to record the first album that I was ever on with my old band, Uig, uh, years and years and years ago. But uh, it was like a symbol pack that you got. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, a, one of the, one of those symbol packs. I I wanted my own crashes because like I I started playing on um, another drummer's kit. I played bass in the band, and then yeah. Anyways, so and I think I I mentioned during the pedal episode that he would take his pedals home. I think that he actually started taking his cymbals home as well because he didn't want me <laughs> breaking his cymbals because they're obviously so expensive, and I was very inexperienced. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't blame him for that. No, no, I wouldn't not let at someone all. touch my cymbals. I wouldn't want a fifteen-year-old kid playing my kit at this point. No. you know, and that's the thing. He was like twenty-one, and I was. 15 when i joined that band so yeah yeah so 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 i started with uh i had i also whenever i finally stopped using somebody else's kit um i bought a pack of uh sabian xs20 symbols and it was the same like you know crash ride hi hats mm-hmm. and yeah. uh i used those for quite a while and i remember at some point i saw i don't know if you ever heard of this it was the sabian b8 Oh, you know what? My my first band I was in, I was actually the vocalist, and the drummer had a Sabian B8 ride cymbal. And that actually sounds like pretty good. It's way better than my my XS21. It had like a pretty good bell to it and a decent crash sound. Yeah. And so I think I ended up getting one of those. Oh, and, uh, the good old B8s. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And... Um, yeah, I used that for a while. And then finally, one day I end up like just, I remember being a kid and spending so much time in the Sabian website, listening to the sound clips at the head of, head of different symbols. And I found one that I liked, which was the ride I currently have. And it's the, uh, hand hammered Rob L dry ride. I think it's 21 inches. And, uh, yeah, I ordered that in and I've been using that for a long time, like a long time. I don't even know. Like I was probably 18, if that, whenever I ordered it. Nice man, so, yeah, yeah, dude. Your your ride sounds phenomenal. It's um, it's pretty good. There's, I mean, it's not like I have been thinking lately that someday I would like to get another one with a slightly more pronounced bell and maybe a brilliant finish. Like, but it gets the job done. You know, it's trusty. Yeah, I could see that. That I have the brilliant series of the uh, the the Sabian. Um, Mega Bell, I believe it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I like it. Um, I've known a lot of people that use the Raw Bell, and it sounds fantastic as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it is pretty good. It's just like it's weird. I'm I'm picky because like I find a lot of the Mega Bells like their bells sound amazing, but 
when it's it's harder to play softer stuff with those because they're a little um i want to use the word rigid if that makes any sense yeah like yeah, they don't really sing as well as like they're mostly like a you hit the bell and that's kind of it and you know you're playing lighter parts of songs uh it might sound kind of odd but I do wish that whenever I was doing a blast or something, that bell was cutting just a little bit more than mine currently does. So I'll find something at some point. Yeah. Um, that's kind of why I got this uh, HH Series 20-inch uh, ride. has a much smaller bell on it, and it has some really, uh, really good sweet spots on it that you can get like a really nice pingy bell sound, but also you can float around that and get something nice and soft. And, you know, if you're very, uh, uh, soft with your hits and everything, um, got Mm -hmm. good dexterity when you're playing your ride. That's the word I wanted to use. Uh, um, then it it works out really well for that softer stuff. Uh, so especially when I'm I'm, I'm playing like the uh, softer kind of pop rock, um, which I do from time to time. I actually just mm-hmm. recorded a song uh, for my Gomez, and it sounds phenomenal. I was really nice. really happy with the way that that ride sounds and cymbals and kit overall like sounded fantastic. So yeah i think it's the ride is a really interesting symbol because there's so many varieties out there and especially like you know with metal having a big loud bell is a huge thing but um you know for other genres like sometimes you want the ride to be a little bit more washy sounding and take up more space whereas some of these like thick heavy metal rides um you know you hit them and they're loud they cut but then they don't last very long um but then on the other end of the spectrum, if you've ever played like on a jazz kit or anything like that or hit a jazz ride, mm-hmm. it's got like no attack <laughs> and you hit it and it's pretty much just all wash. And, um, you know, it does not sound good at all for doing like a blast beat or, or anything kind of intense. So I know personally for me, I always want something that's a little bit like, you know, not necessarily super pingy and, and, and short, but. I do want a little bit of wash so that way whenever you do go into those lighter passages it's uh you know you can kind of make it sing a bit more yeah and i even find that um my my 22 inch uh mega bell it's it still has a nice ride tone to it the bell is like crazy loud but it's definitely more for metal playing Mm -hmm. but i used it for um johnny no cash celtic outlaws for years before getting this new new ride and i made it work man you just you kind of got to um i don't want to say fix your playing but really be focused on your playing and how you are attacking the ride um yeah yeah i think that it's really like with any symbol i know that you you need to learn how to play that specific symbol you know for mm-hmm. example my my ride that i have I know how, like, I don't want to say I know how it works because, I mean, they all work the same, but, like, I know how to get the sounds out of it and how to use the sounds that this ride makes for my playing. And I feel like having the same ride for so long is kind of shaped the way I play because I I know what I can get away with on it and what I can't. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, because, for example, like, my ride doesn't have an amazing crash sound, so I really don't crash on it very often. Sometimes I'll, I'll, like, swell a little bit, but I know, oh, I can only go so much before it just sounds gross and I don't need to do that anymore. Uh, and, um, you know, if sometimes I've played other people's kits where, 
their you know the the bow or the bow of the symbol isn't quite as articulate as mine and i'll go to do like a little roll or something with my hands on it and it just doesn't sound good whereas it would work on my ride but it doesn't work on this one so you know you got to get used to these things and i mean the same would go for your crashes and hats and splashes and pretty much whatever you use yeah um Okay, speaking of, and trying to get away from uh, ride talk, let's talk <laughs> hi-hats. What are you rocking for hats? Are you using one set of hats, two sets, three, four? Like, what's going on with your setup? <laughs> so, I would say, for the longest time, I only used one set. And I actually, come to think of it, I think I may have purchased these hats the same day I bought the ride. Um, I use a set of uh, HX Evolution high hats i think i'm pretty sure they're 14 inch yeah i think that the, i've got the 14 inch ones they do make 13 you think i know I've, I've owned them for so many years um and i should add that just in the last like just before the pandemic i found a crack in them and i was so upset because i cracked my high hats and they were so I, old i actually found a slight crack in mine as well which are i'm sorry HHX, to hear that x uh 13 inch studio hats and yeah, yeah I, I believe I got them used from somebody um, but uh, yeah I I was pretty upset but it's, it's very small and it hasn't seemed to affect the sound of them very much yet mm-hmm. so so yeah. what I did and we can get into this a little bit more uh, in a second because I think it is worth talking about but I actually cut the crack out of mine and smoothed it out because I just I didn't want it to you know, hi-hats are expensive <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, you're buying two symbols. So uh, I did not want to have to <laughs> worry about that. And so I cut it out, smoothed it off. It works fine. The only downside is now I've got a little bit of a notch out of the edge of one of my top hats. So if that's facing me, sometimes uh, I'll notice that my sticks get more chewed up because I'm hitting right onto the upward facing edge of the bottom hat. See, But other than that, it sounds fine. Like there's no real tonal difference whatsoever. You're lucky because you got a crack on the edge. My crack is like halfway in. Oh, dear. Yeah. Is it a big like, one? Because you could in, cut, you potentially cut that out. No, God, no. I'm not cutting it out. I'm, I'll just, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll just leave them for now and maybe get a new set eventually. Um, I rock two sets of hi-hats, though. So I have a set on my left and a set on my right. I usually have my uh, Zildjian A Customs on my right hand side because that's my main set of hats when i'm playing metal anyways Mm -hmm. um and i do usually use my sabians uh because they're 13s so a little a little quieter i don't want to say a little brighter um but they're nice i guess they're kind of they're soft actually they're a little softer than my my 14 inch a customs um but in the studio, I'll definitely use the A customs. I like the way that it cuts through. Um, but the uh, yeah. I I so I don't play them as often as I do my fourteen inch A customs. So that way they get used less and the crack doesn't continue to spread. But eventually, like it's not in a, a place. After this, I'll I'll send you a picture of it. But it's not in a place that I I'll be able to cut it out at all. Um, yeah without it's well sad what i could do is actually cut out holes and make it kind of like have holes all around though i I think Mm. that if i did that made it more of an effects 
symbol um at that'd that be kind of cool so, so i actually yeah. remember my um hh no sorry my first set of hats the uh the xs 21s i actually did cut some holes in the bottom to vent them a little bit to, uh, because i was noticing when they were closed i was getting you know how sometimes a cheaper sets of hats when you close them you hit them it resonates a little bit in a weird way yeah it's like trapped yeah, air yeah. It's like, so i i drilled some holes into the bottom and uh that helped quite a bit actually uh, especially whenever you're just like you know like keeping time with your foot on your hat pedal uh, it made that like little hi-hat chick quite a bit more pronounced which was nice mm-hmm. um and just jumping back to your first question so i use i would say like i use like one and a half sets of hi-hats now so on my left side i got my 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 evolution hats which i use like normal and um Actually, I did this from talking to you because you liked having a set of hats on your right side so much. I ended up making myself a stack. So it's a, I think it's a 13-inch stack or around there. It's not exactly 13. And it's an old symbol that I got. I think actually, come to think of it, Dylan Gowan gave me <laughs> gave me these old broken symbols to play with. Um, <laughs> so I cut them up and I made a stack. So I cut the middle part out of a, a holy china. So it looks like a crash with a bunch of holes in it and i put so that's like 13 and a half inches and i put that on top of an old broken crash that i cut uh to about the same size and uh, i have them on my right side and they sound like the dirtiest set of hats ever and they sound so aggressive when you blast on them and i love them that's awesome man yeah. yeah, let's just take a second and give a shout out to Dylan. Uh, that Thanks, guy is, Dylan. He is such a <laughs> sweet dude. He is great, fantastic drummer. Hopefully, uh, we can get him on the podcast at some point because he's just a sweet dude. And that's the second time he's been brought up <laughs> today. So, I uh, you know, yeah. just want to give him <laughs> a quick shout out, um, dude. All right, so we're talking all Sabian before we move on to other companies. Cause I do, there are other symbol companies out there, but we both primarily play Sabian. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, <laughs> I, I want to talk about, have you seen these, uh, square hi hats that, uh, Sabian makes, I think a couple other companies make them as well. Um, just when I was doing I think some... I've seen a picture. I didn't know that they were actually like a legit thing. I thought it was just like somebody did that and it posted a picture to be like, "Hey, look at this stupid design I did." Dude, um I think there's Zildjian ones too. Um but uh maybe not. Anyways, uh I think they are a real thing cuz that's what I thought as well. Um there are like uh I think it's a octagon shaped Oh, I had one of those. The Roctagon. The the rock. The Sabian Roctagon, I think, is what it was called. I actually had uh, when I first started drumming. My dad had a friend who lent me one to play with, and I didn't like it. <laughs> it didn't sound very good, but it was neat looking. I can't see how it would sound good. Like the reason why symbols are round is because of how it resonates. Uh, so. Or at least I, I assume so. I'm no scientist here, but um, <laughs> like, there's got to be a reason why sim like pretty much all symbols are round. Right? Yeah, I mean, it was so. kind of you. I would look at it more of like an effects kind of symbol. Uh, it yeah. still had a. It, I mean, it still resonated. Like it was like a crash. It's just like a different sounding crash. And the specific, I'm sure you probably could get a good sound out of it, but personally, I didn't like the sound and. I do think they're kind of funny looking, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Looks like a kind of like a stop sign. So there is this uh brand I found a 
24 inch square ride by a and f drum co um, Jeez. and it's just a big fucking square dude uh there's another one uh Emma i picture Dia it being really symbols? dry sounding it, it it looks really dry. It looks like the like extra dry uh, minor uh, bisons yeah. ones. Like you're like, playing yeah. a piece of sheet metal. Yeah, it looks it looks pretty dusty. Yeah, it looks like it looks like a piece of sheet metal, but with like a bell in the middle and a hole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty silly. Uh, not something I would like. I'd love to play one if anybody uh, has one or anything. And oh, that A uh, and F also make square hi hats as well uh those would be so interesting sounding i mean i would love to play with them i don't know if i would necessarily depending on how they sounded like i have a hard time picturing me being like yeah i want to add that to my kit dude and it says they're only 145 dollars for the set so suspicious i oh dude i don't know might have to pick some up (laughs) test them out (laughs) Let us know if you want us to do a video on that. Um, at the end. Oh, I would totally us, play with that. Mail us $145 cash. And <laughs> <laughs> then we will yeah, do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyways. before we get too off topic here, we've touched on rides and hi-hats. Yes. We still got crashes and chinas and splashes to talk about before we get into the weird stuff. Yeah. So. I know of those three, I mean, China's are my favorite. That's a, kind of a staple in the as a as a metal drummer. Yeah, you got to have some nice China's kicking around, man. Um, but like crashes are extremely important too. Uh, like e- everything's important when it comes to a drum kit. Every mm-hmm. piece like has to work together for your sound, right? And y- your playing style. Um, but hey, uh, let's talk. China's then what are you rocking on your kit so I have a hard time with China's because I break them like crazy um I really liked and I know that you uh, have a soft spot for the symbol I really like the uh the holy China's I think it's double ax holy China um, uh yes and uh I, they sound amazing but I found that I was breaking them so often and they're expensive and so I kind of gave up and just started buying um there's a company called wuhan that makes these really cheap chinas they most of them sound good it's it's such an inexpensive china that like i've purchased two 18 inch ones and they both sound and feel and weigh completely different so it's like you don't if it's thin enough it'll sound amazing sometimes you get a thick one if you order it and it just doesn't sound very good but yeah the reason i get those is Oh, Every sorry. metal drummer uh, probably knows the Wuhans. Uh. Yeah, and for me, I kind of look at them as like a placeholder. Like I bought bought them because I was going through so many, and I just couldn't keep breaking these expensive chinas. So um, I've been using those, and uh, they get the job done. Although I do find, uh, I think next time I get a china, I'm probably going to get another holy one, and... Uh, typically what I try to do is have one on either side of my kit. Uh, and I normally had them sounding pretty similar, but I think I'm going to, cause there's two, there's a few different types of China symbols. Um, there's ones with, I don't even know what you would call it because these, a China symbol has like a, it looks like an inverted crash with a bit of a, you know, like a lip. And some of them have like a kind of straight longer lip. That's maybe, you know, a couple inches long, but then there's other ones that have more of a rounded lip and they sound different. Um, 
And oh, I'm yeah. kind of thinking of getting one of each now. So like, you know, one on my left, one on my right. So I can have just, you know, more diversity in the sounds that I can make on my drum kit. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Um, that's kind of what I do. I'm rocking the 19 inch Holy China, the Sabian, um, on my right hand side is like my main China. And I think I've talked about it before, but I, I switched over a couple years ago and started using, I think I had some, uh, a Zildjian, a custom. And, uh, once I got, went, I got through that one. I was like, I got to go back to the Holy China. It's, it's just, it's the best. It's the best China sound. I've it, every time I hit it, it's like hitting a sample of like the best China in the world. Just, <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, then yeah, they're pretty sweet just for some diversity because I don't, as much as I would love maybe like an 18 inch on my other side, the Holy China, it does, it has like a, a decent attack, but it is a little more, washy um in tone so which which is really really nice it's not like as overly abrasive but on my left hand side i really wanted something that was a little different and had a little more attack and abrasiveness to it because most of the time when i'm using my left china it's during like a blast beat part and i'm using it for accents so i want it to just like cut through like crazy like no i don't even have to worry about it um mm-hmm. so i have a aa series i think it's a 17 inch uh sabian aa um on on my left hand side so the difference between the 17 and the 19 and they have a lot different tone to them and i i've been rocking that setup for the last couple of years and i really like it so that's pretty sweet. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm. Uh, it's interesting because like earlier on you mentioned just like not you haven't broken much, and I mean clearly I'm not playing my kit pretty much at all during the pandemic, so it's been nice not having to replace my cymbals. And uh, one thing I did mention earlier in like a previous podcast is I, I got an ozone crash, which is essentially a crash with a number of two inch holes drilled in it, and it sounds like a mix between a crash and a china. So it's got that kind of um, harsh, trashy attack but with more like of a china but with more sustain so that way you know if you're riding on a china symbol you're gonna have a lot of dead air between the hits usually and in this case you can ride on this ozone crash and get that attack but it also lasts for a lot longer and so it fills up the section more and uh lately i've been following finding myself going to that and more often than a china and so it seems like they're breaking less often for me, which is wonderful. I'm not complaining at all. Because, you know, who wants to spend money when you don't have to? Oh, exactly, man. That's awesome. I have never uh, gone the way of the ozone. I've heard great things about it, but I feel like I I would break them often. But uh, hearing your experience with them makes me want to try them out a little bit it's pretty sweet i think you would really like it i haven't really gotten too heavily into effect symbols uh just because i was so concerned with my main set of symbols um Mm -hmm. and making sure that everything was just kind of clean and i had like the necessary bits at the highest quality that i could Mm. um and symbols are just brutally expensive so i know you know do you use uh i forget do you use a splash 
I usually use two splashes. So just a, just a rundown of my setup. I have hi-hats on the left, and then I have a hi-hat beside between my rack tom and my ride. And then I have ride, chinas, um, up one above the hi-hat on the left, one above the ride on the right, two crashes that kind of go in front over the toms, and then two splashes that are between my... Uh, I have three rack toms, so one between rack one and two, and one between rack two and three. And that is pretty much my standard symbol setup, so... Nice. Yeah, it's, it sounds really symmetrical, which uh, I appreciate. I'm also kind of like a, a symmetry guy for the most part uh, with my setup. Um, our, our setups aren't really that different. I use three crashes. Um, so it would be pretty much like, you know, my hats on my left. I've got my, my stack, my big stack on my right. And then I've got my ride on my right. Um, but then on my left, I've got a, a bell which I love, actually. It's a 9-inch Sabian Ice Bell, which... So, it's cool because like I can kind of do things that mimic double ride playing, mm-hmm. but instead of having to have a full other ride taking up all the space on my left, I can just have this little bell, which I can kind of sneak in there, which has been really convenient. Yeah. But uh, I am... Yeah, so for my crashes, and I do think this is actually something I mentioned before as well, I use... Um, I ride on my crashes a lot, so I got a big one on the right side of my ride, um, a 20 inch, uh, Sibian explosion crash, uh, which I, is my go-to for like, you know, epic sounding parts where I'm riding on the crash. Then above my left, uh, above my first rack tom, cause I'm going to use two rack toms. Uh, I have right now it's like a shitty old, I don't even know what it is. Probably like an AA crash. It was crash ride. That was like 20 inches. I bought it from value village for 50 bucks a few years ago nice. and it's just <laughs> i was like this is cheap i need it and it's got the job done but it's a little bit um warmer than my main crash so it's just it's like my secondary one and then in between those above my second rack tom i have my ozone crash mm-hmm. uh, and then my splash setup changes right now i'm only using one splash but i've got like another smaller stack that i use as well with a small wuhan china and an upside down splash uh, I think it's a, I forget, it's a 10 inch splash of some sort. I forget which one I'm using right now. Um, and then my, I think I'm actually using a Wuhan splash too, cause I broke my last one and I just was poor. So I was like, all right, I'm going to get the cheapest splash I can find and I'll just get used to how it sounds. Yeah. Wuhan, your full kit up, like do it. Like, <laughs> it's, it's I, don't know, I don't know about that, but it'll be. It'll be like a, a fraction of the price, yeah. and you'll constantly have to order new ones. But dude, I, dude, they're the best. Yeah, you hear but it. But I've always been a first. I've always been a big fan of effect symbols. Like uh, I just mm-hmm. uh, one of my earliest um, influences I mentioned on a previous episode was Trim Torson of Emperor, and I don't know if you've ever seen his kit, but it's pretty much like every inch of it has a symbol or a splash or like a crash or something to hit. So I always just liked a lot of symbols. And over the years, my, my playing got a little tappity. And so I like having things that I can just kind of quickly hit and, and sneak in here and there. So, you know, I'm all about the effect symbols for sure. Yeah. I, I'm going to have to uh, pick up some and, and try to put them in. I like my kit like relatively spread out though. And like, I'm kind of just a, an essentials type of guy. So, yeah. um, but it would be nice cause I, I have been 
um, exploring into other genres and stuff like that more recently and not just being a metal drummer necessarily. So <laughs> uh, having a little more diversity within my uh, my cymbal arrangement and everything could be uh, a bonus. So yeah, I'll look I'll look into some stuff. It's a it's a you know it's a deep hole to go down, but it's fun because there's a lot of cool stuff out there. Oh, absolutely, um, man! I've always been told that I need to get a gong, <laughs> <laughs> just for like that one time on a set that you might want to use it. Yeah, exactly. Just to end the set every single time. Uh, I just hit the gong, <laughs> and then you know that it's over. Done. Have you ever hit a gong before? Um, not aggressively. No, you just got kind of tapped at it, like at a music store. Yeah, and, music <laughs> and then, store and then got immediately there. got asked to leave. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> back way back in the day, back when I used to go to Long McQuaid like every week, um, and like they knew me by name in there. Uh, yeah. Now, now I. I don't really, uh, I, I still know a couple of the guys, but I don't really go in as often, especially these days. Um, but yeah, I'm sure that I, I hit a gong or two when I was, uh, partying around those parts, you know, I've, I've never gotten anyone. I saw a really cool video of a guy playing a huge gong and he really didn't hit it very hard. He would like, he had all these different mallets and stuff and he would just like hit it lightly and get it rumbling. And then he would take a different mallet and just rub it on the surface and it would make like a high pitched noise and. It was really cool. It was just like he created an entire soundscape with this one symbol and all these different mallets. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just like really hypnotic to watch. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, did you see, uh, I think it was Nam um, last year, two years ago, Sabian had this like gigantic gong. It was absolutely massive. And they had every everyone come up and hit it and like, yeah. It's crazy. Sure. It's not something that you just go and you whack, right? Like you, you do. You got to kind of crest a little bit and get in there, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get it, you know, wiggling around before you give it a good smack. Yeah, that's how you're supposed to. But in the movies, everyone just fucking wails on the middle of it, and it's like, uh, all right, cool. That's, I know. I, I, I'd probably play it like that too, like super aggressive. You know? Oh, totally. Whatever. Yeah, it'd be pretty fun. I have um, I had some gongs like on my electric kit that were always fun to play with. But I really like. It seems like such an inconvenient thing. I need. It's like you need somebody just to be your gong manager and carry it around for you. Yeah, seriously. I I'm not spending that kind of money on it, and I'm not hauling it to gigs. Um, like I don't know how to incorporate it in my kit. Like I just, it's not for me at this point in time. I would love one, but I would love literally all the gear. Always. So, <laughs> yeah, pretty much the same. Yeah. Uh, you know what's a really cool is. symbol I've seen before? Uh, it's not a gong, but uh, I think Zildja makes it. It's like a spiral trash effect symbol. Yeah, absolutely. That those, thing's cool. Those look super red. Again, I don't know how I would incorporate that into my kit, but if I had one, I would find find a way because it looks, it looks badass just to have it on your kit, and it sounds really cool. Yeah, for the people who don't know what we're talking about, it's a picture a crashed symbol, and then if you were to cut a spiral shape pretty much all the way to the middle, and so that way whenever you pick it up from the bell, it's just like a slinky that hangs down, and you can mount it on a stand, usually a straight stand, so it doesn't hit anything, and uh, or an upside-down boom stand, I guess, and it's actually like pretty trashy sounding, Like, and it's one of those things, too, where you can... 
get it singing and moving around and, and making all these weird sounds. And I don't know how you would really use that in like metal or anything like that, but it's one of those things I think that, you know, if you had a studio, it would sit in the shelf for a year or two and then and then one day you'd be like, Oh, this is the perfect spot for this symbol and then you would set it up and hit it once <laughs> and then put it back on the shelf. Yeah. Well I definitely want to sample it. Like I don't mm-hmm. know. It sounds really it, it it's really cool. I've seen guys use it and they they make it work, man, and it's super rad. I like it. Um yeah, I can't find it on uh on Zildjian's website here, but I'm pretty sure uh it is Zildjian that makes it. Um if we are wrong about that, let us know. Um, oh, we're we're not wrong. I looked it up. <laughs> oh, okay, perfect. <laughs> yeah, I I found it by typing Sabian spiral symbol, and then the Zildjian one popped up. So it's Zildjian eighteen inch FX spiral trash symbol. Um, which is uh yeah, they're pretty neat, and you can also make really cool stacks with it and stuff too. Which I'm sure you've gathered at this point. I'm a big fan of stacks. Yes, I know that. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so um. I want to move into different brands because we've been talking about Sabian, our setups, mm-hmm. everything like that. Is there any other, if you were going to switch brands, is there any other company that has caught your eye that you like their entire line of stuff? Um, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I've been very interested in Minel symbols for a long time. You know, there, if, we're, if we're talking the big four, you know, Sabian, Minel, Zildjian, and pasty or peisty or however you want to say it yeah uh, uh mine will just they popped it to me for a long time and originally it was because they had a lot of different types of stacks and effects and all these just interesting things to choose from and now these days like they're the stuff they're putting out like their byzant series um they're just putting out like beautiful symbols mm-hmm. and uh i would love to start just slowly transitioning and and you know, as something breaks, I might replace it with a Minol to see how it goes. Yeah, I I completely agree. Um, Minol has been on my radar for a while. They do seem to be a little more expensive. Now, I know that the classic custom dark series is a little more affordable. And I've heard some great things about it. Um so I might end up trying out some of this stuff. It was actually uh, Cameron Fleury, a previous guest on the podcast, uh, mentioned it. And, you know, he plays a lot of the uh, custom dark series. And mm-hmm. they they look really cool. Uh, I know his, um, his drums sound fantastic with them. So I'm definitely interested in checking those out. Uh, but, yeah, the, the Byzance series... And like, just go on Minel's website and scroll through this massive list and just see how diverse these symbols are. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like Minel's really like leaning into being the the symbol choice for a lot of metal drummers these days. Metal like, drummers, but they also have like with the Byzance uh, dark and extra dry. They pull in. People um, like Anika Niles, um, you know, and mm-hmm. just like these, uh, I don't want to say um, artistic drummers, but like uh, more like progressive type of uh, playing styles, uh, you know, so and and they have such a, a range in their tones to their symbols. 
because uh, even just going like within the the Byzance series, you got the extra dry, and then you got the dark, um, the vintage, traditional jazz, brilliant. Like it's uh, there's so much to choose from here, and I know um, there was one drummer uh, back in the day I used to. Uh, love watching his videos and stuff and he used the classic custom brilliant series and i think some of the uh custom extreme metal series as well but mm-hmm. i i immediately was drawn to these symbols like they just look so pretty uh, <laughs> i yeah I, no i agree they're uh they're really like cool to look at and they've got it's like crazy i'm just kind of clicking around on their website and it's just like they have so much. It's uh, it's insane. Yeah, like it, there's so much to choose from. I love them. Uh, like I have never actually sat down to play them. But honestly, man, at this point, I I'm I'm really thinking about picking up a set of these and 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 giving it a go, uh, just mm-hmm. to see how I like them. Uh, it's a very, very expensive way to try something out, but uh, you got to go all in, you know? Yeah. I know. This is a small part of me, uh, with the exception of like the Wuhans I use. I don't really love the idea of mixing brands, but I'm like, man, I can't replace like 14 symbols right now. That's so expensive. Yeah. Honestly, I'd, I'd have to replace uh, two crashes, two chinas, two splashes, two sets of hats, <laughs> a ride. Like, it's, you're looking at like. <laughs> Like three grand worth of symbols there. Um, and honestly, might be worth it to make the switch to, to Minel. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know. I man. mean, I, realistically, I feel like, you know, any of, especially just referring to like the big four right now, like any of these companies are going to have good symbols, like high quality ones. Like they're all like the known names for a reason because they make good products. Absolutely. Uh, I, admittedly, I don't know much about Zildjian. I've always kind of looked at them as more of like a, a jazzy kind of uh, symbol company. Um, uh, dude, I, I I have some uh, Zildjian crashes. I've had their uh, use their China. The A Custom series is really really nice, and I still play on a set of A Custom hats, fourteen inch, and they're really nice too. Um, yeah, they. I I wouldn't pigeonhole them into into jazz at all there's tons of metal drummers and and hard rock drummers that play zildjian uh, yeah that's true i mean realistically too like any of these brands are going to have symbols for all genres um they would be doing themselves a disservice if they didn't i guess for me i've i find uh just most of the drummers i've i've personally seen with zildjian are have been jazz so that's kind of mostly what i've been exposed to Mm -hmm. uh regarding their products but uh, I mean, I'm sure that they've got some pretty cool stuff. I remember, remember back in the day, they had this, uh, these like titanium symbols that were silver and like like chrome, and they actually looked really cool. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't think they sounded very good, but because they were kind of a lower end one, but I remember thinking that they looked like, you know, it's a chrome symbol <laughs> that just like looks like you're playing a drum kit from space. Yeah, dude. Who doesn't that, want that? <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen those. That sounds badass, man. Yeah, I don't even know if they still make it. I'm just having a look at their uh, website here, and I think that might be a thing of the past. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so 
we've talked about the big four a fair amount. We haven't really gotten into pasty, but I um I've never really played any of their stuff. I know some uh big metal guys uh play with them and uh some of their rides are absolutely phenomenal. Um Yeah, they, uh, the, the I think they're also a pricey one. Yeah, the Rude series uh seems to be pretty standard within uh the the metal scene anyways guys that play uh pasty pasty um yeah but i want to kind of touch on some more unknown brands before we wrap things up here one of the brands that has stuck out to me within the past maybe year to two years as really becoming uh like a, a front runner for uh younger drummers coming up is sentence symbols now mm-hmm. I have heard nothing but awesome things about these guys. Uh, I know a buddy of mine, uh, the the drummer from Lotharo, uh, Duvall, had he plays. Uh, he just got a set of these about six months ago. He said he loves them, uh, and they are they have also a, like the same idea as vinyl. They have a very wide variety within their series. Um, I'm just looking through here and there's what nine, a lot of stuff. Wow. Yeah. Nine different, uh, full series of, of, uh, 12, 12 series. I think you missed a row here. Oh, right, right, right. Because these are okay. Yeah. You're a hundred percent right. Um, there are 12 different full series of, of symbols. And dude, that's that's impressive for uh, a small up and coming up and coming company to uh, to be putting out that type of variety and at a very very affordable price, which yeah. is something huge. And I know their their artist rep, um, he he seems like a, a super nice guy, um, and they really like that is what they aim for is to bring affordable pricing to uh drummers and not at uh, shitty quality because <laughs> some of these brands out there that are like affordable symbols and everything the quality just isn't there we don't need to mm-hmm. mention which ones those are but some of them uh so, like most of you drummers out there will know um and and they are constantly trying to get people to endorse their products uh yeah. <laughs> which you know uh i i don't know that's that's a whole other ball game talking about endorsements uh maybe we'll do a whole episode on that cuz there are some big misconceptions about um endorsing a product uh so you know what we'll we'll save that for another chat but uh i just i just want to bring that up anybody looking for some affordable quality symbols um you could probably pick up like at least two full series of of these guys for the price you'd pay of uh one of one of the big four and uh yeah, i have i'm let's look at their website here and it's like you get they got a lot of packs too which is cool um mm-hmm. but i mean you can get like one of their higher end lines here i'm assuming these prices are american uh, uh yeah but, like, i believe they would be yeah you know the some of like their top of the line symbols is a pack here it's a set of hats what is it a set of hats 
two crashes and a ride for a thousand bucks. Which like, I mean, that sounds expensive, but like for their high end ones, like that's a lot of symbol for not a lot of dollars. Yeah, man. When you think about it, like a high end symbol from other companies, you're, you're a high end ride. You're looking at like anywhere from four to six hundred dollars. Sometimes upwards yeah. of seven. You know, uh, and this like you can do this. I don't. These guys, uh, they're they're doing something that I think that the drumming community has needed for for a while. Because uh, from what I've heard, the quality is still there, um, but they're doing it at a very affordable price. So, big shout out to Senate Symbols uh, and yeah, check them out if uh, if you can. Because uh, they're they're pretty badass there. Oh man, yeah, they got a lot of cool stuff. I'm gonna look more into this. Yeah, Another man. one that is um, pretty interesting is, and uh, I think we both know a few people that are endorsed by them is uh, Murat Durill seems to be gaining some popularity. Um, and I know I think Chris Stevenson uh, on a recent episode was talking about he's endorsed by them. Uh, I believe Dylan Gowan is as well. I've got a few friends uh, as well who who use them and. As far as I'm aware, the guy used to design symbols for Minel, and then he started his own company. And I, re- I just remember looking at Chris Stevenson's drums being like, or his symbols set up whenever I play with him on Shredders, being like, oh, God, these things are beautiful. And they sounded amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think on that, that episode with Chris, which if anybody listening has not checked it out, I believe it was episode eight. Um I no, it would be, there's only eight episodes in the in the series. Uh, I think it would be episode. Um, it was one of the first four, maybe two. No, it was. I'm pretty sure it was episode eight. We talked with Chris, and oh, he. I thought uh, you meant of Shredders. No, not of Shredders. I'm not talking about <laughs> Shredders. If you want to check out that episode with Chris, we do talk about Murat Daril and uh, kind of how that company got started and how he got started playing with them. And like, I, yeah, these, these are quite expensive, uh, symbols and you really need to love, um, what you're getting to, to play them. But yeah, these are uh, like professional symbols. Like dude, these they're, they're insane. And I would love to, um, but they're just, uh, a little, too out there for what I play on the regular basis. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but dude, they are gorgeous. They are gorgeous symbols, especially like the uh, Black Sea uh, and the Black Sea Golden Bell Edition. Um, those those look like phenomenal. They, uh, mm-hmm. I just I love when things look pretty. You know, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> That's what being a drummer is all about: is looking good. Yeah, man. That's 90% so I know that of it. Yeah. I think a lot of newer drummers too, you can get it's an overwhelming world to get into because there's so many options, especially now. Like there was enough whenever I was starting to drum, but now you've got so many things to choose from, you know, you've got your type of symbol, your size, your thickness, um this finishing, there is um you know, now there's holes and vents and different effects that you can get. Uh and so I know that there's a lot of it can be kind of overwhelming, I think, for, for someone to, to find and understand what kind of symbol they want, especially, 
you know, these days where I think a lot of people are doing online shopping and, you know, going to a store and hitting a symbol alone, like, you know, obviously that's the best way to try it out. But like, even that, how many times have you gone to a store, hit a symbol, been like, yeah, I like how that sounds. And then you put it on your kit and you're like, oh, okay, that sounds a little different than I expected. It doesn't fit in quite as well. Yeah. So, like, I don't, I don't know if I've run into that too much because once I buy something, I'm kind of stuck with it. So I'm like, eh. Uh, <laughs> you just buy uh, another one. Oh, I'll, I'll make it work or like, I'll, I'll just <laughs> crash on it really hard till it breaks. So then, you know, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I get that. I uh, I'm very I, I've I've been pretty meticulous uh, crafting what I play right now, um, but it takes time. It takes time to to figure out what you like and how it your symbols can complement your playing. Mm-hmm, um, totally. I think that's a that's a big thing. Um, that the symbol isn't going to make you sound better. You have to find the symbol that works with the way that you play. Yeah, and that a lot, you know, unfortunately, I think a lot of the time that's trial and error, you know, an expensive trial, hopefully not much error, but it uh, is and kind of as I was saying earlier, even if you end up with a symbol that you don't like, you know, if you don't necessarily fall in love with it immediately, that doesn't mean that you're not going to. Sometimes it just means that you need to learn how to incorporate that sound into the way you play. Um, Absolutely. But I think that, uh, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat with you where it doesn't happen to me as much these days because I kind of know what I'm going for and what you know, what I like. Uh, mm-hmm. But that being said, you know, trying a new symbol out. So, you know, if I ever decide to get another ride, I'm probably going to run into that issue where it's going to be, you know, it's going to be kind of like an educated guess as to what is going to work for me. Because um, as I was saying, like, you know, it's it's bad enough that, you know, tapping a, playing a symbol a little bit at a store doesn't give you quite a clear enough idea, let alone just kind of order, like listening to a sound clip on the internet and ordering it online. Yeah, it makes it really hard to get know what you're getting into. It'd be very difficult. One of the things that I usually do is if there's like YouTube drummers or um, or or bands that you really like the sound of things, I usually look for like, okay, what what brand, what series is that, and and kind of form my idea while I'm listening to somebody actually play it. Um, mm-hmm. and like not, maybe not in front of me, but you know, on, in videos and stuff like that. And, you know, that's a big thing. I, another reason, uh, why I'm drawn to Meinl is Alex Rudinger. Like I love the way his symbols sound. Um, totally. Yeah. They sound you know, great. They're fantastic. So that's, uh, that's a big plus there. And I guess that is why these guys, um, are are hooked up with these these companies because they do they endorsing a company is a big deal um Mm -hmm. so because you know that means you fully trust that product so totally you know i know um one issue i've run into in the past too is because that can be risky like you know you see a video of a guy playing or, or somebody playing symbols that you like the sound of um and that shows one aspect though because it shows the tone of the symbol but you know, there can be a lot more to it. For example, I bought a symbol that I played at a store and I really loved how it sounded. And then I got it back to the jam spot and it turned out that it was way quieter than my other symbols and it didn't cut enough. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, this sucks. Like, like I've got this symbol that I liked, but it just does not work with everything else. And so sometimes you got to be aware of, of, you know, you might like how the symbol sounds uh, in a video or just by playing it. 
but it might not work because you need to make sure that it's going to kind of fit. So uh, a good idea, if you are able to go to a music store right now, take a couple of your cymbals with you. And if you can set them up next to it, you can play all of them together and see kind of, yeah, does this cymbal work? Uh, is it going to be overpowered by my other crashes? Uh, if I'm playing, if I'm going to set a hi-hats, you know, often you should see maybe is it you go, can I tap back and forth between my hats on my ride or something like that to see if they kind of, they work. So, and I think it's one of those things too, the more you play and the more cymbals you buy, the better you get at purchasing them and, and understanding what you need and what's going to work for you. Absolutely. And I wouldn't suggest right now bringing all your symbols into a music store and just hanging out and <laughs> doing that. To, <laughs> like, you know, um, so maybe, maybe hold off on that, but definitely that's a great idea. I've never even thought to do that or like, uh, honestly, most music stores carry all the symbols that I use anyways. Um, so I could probably too, just yeah. tap between the ones that I have currently and the ones that, you know, I'm thinking about buying. But that's a very good yeah. point, man. Um, different symbols uh, carry different uh, frequency tones as well. So maybe they could clash once you hit them together and it sounds like a bunch of fucking dirt. Um, and mm-hmm. you, don't, you don't really you really want that, right? So you want you want stuff that's going to sound great yet different. And, it, dude, it, it is. It takes, a, it takes a, a, a long time. And hopefully you don't make too many financial mistakes along the way (laughs) (laughs) i know and um you know one thing too that i wanted to throw in because i see this often it always bugs me um i don't buy used symbols very often i would probably buy a used ride because those are typically not abused too much but like crashes and stuff like uh, i see a lot of people selling used symbols and they'll be like oh gently used um online and they sell them for almost new symbol prices and Personally, that's like that's something that's always bothered me because, uh, and I think people should be aware of this. Symbols can get cracks that you can't see. They can get cracks on the inside of them. If you're buying a crash from somebody, first of all, you're not getting a warranty. Most of these symbols have at least a two-year warranty on their symbols, but they'll replace it. And to me, who a uh, person who breaks a lot of symbols, that is that is so worth it. Um, so, mm-hmm. for example, if I'm buying a $200 crash symbol and I'm getting a two-year warranty. I'm not going to pay $180 for a used crash symbol without the warranty. Maybe 100 but you don't know what that symbol's gone through. So just, you know, be careful whenever you're, you're buying used things. Um, and I guess, like, I don't know. I, I would never spend... I probably, I probably wouldn't spend more than half of the price for a used symbol. Honestly, I would stray away from buying used crashes or chinas or like effect symbols or anything. I think mm-hmm. the only thing really is like hats and rides because um, they are a lot less likely to uh, to crack compared mm-hmm. to like a, a crash or a china or something like that. I personally wouldn't do that. Um now, yes, it depends on the price and it depends on what you're using it for. If you're heading into the studio and you're like, oh, I need a new crash symbol. I'm going to buy one used off Bob down the street. Probably not your best decision. Um, yeah. You know, spend the money and especially going into the studio, um, definitely spend the money on something new. Um 
And I know there there was actually one time where I actually had to borrow a china. I didn't have money. I was going into the studio and I borrowed um, a Zildjian Oriental china from a buddy of mine. Uh, it sounded fantastic. I loved it on the recording. It was great. And he still has it. And this is probably going back about eight years now. He still has it. I tracked drums for him um, about four months ago and still no cracks or anything in it. Uh, so, That's so weird. Dude, it's like that, some symbols just last <laughs> and some just break. Things a beast. Um, yeah, it's a super heavy. That's a Zildjian. I think it's a 18 inch uh, Oriental China. It's a beast, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I man. think, um, man, I feel like we could just go on and on about symbols, but I think we're kind of getting close to uh, to that time. Yeah, I think it's a good so. time, uh, good good spot to end things, and we will definitely continue this chat at another time. But yeah, uh, I feel like as uh, with a lot of these things, we're just kind of scratching the surface because there's so there's just so much out there to talk about. Um, so if anybody has any of like, I'd love to hear uh, any of your favorite symbols or any weird symbols that you might have, uh, or even any weird like projects you've done where you've modify your own symbols which is kind of neat something that we barely touched on there as well yeah we again we're scratching the surface of these things and uh we'll definitely have to do another episode where we dive into things because i know you actually do um uh carve out all all your symbols and everything and i'm very interested Mm -hmm. in in how you go about doing that so yeah man um this has been a fun chat though dude and yeah man We'll uh, we'll do it again soon. Yeah. Right on. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Corey, you want to say it? Uh, you keep you drumming. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Take care, guys. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram. And if you're feeling especially kind, we would love it if you would share this with a friend or two. If you have any comments, questions, or even suggestions for future shows, please let us know. You can fire us a message, and we'll do our best to get back to you. Catch you next time.